1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Um. So this week we have uh, an interesting show. Um, we get lots and lots and lots of questions on Uh, thyroid-related questions. They come in all shapes and sizes and forms, and um, so we're going we're gonna to talk about some thyroid stuff today, and in, in fact, we kind of narrowed it down. We're going to talk about how stress causes hypothyroid symptoms, so how you can have thyroid symptoms and then be sh- basically caused by the stress in your life, the stress that you're dealing with, whatever that stress may be, and we may even talk about you know, other forms of stress that you may not even equate as being a stress
3: Right, we're going to kind of focus on adrenal stress too.
2: Yeah, adrenal. I like I like talking about adrenal stress. That's that's fun and exciting because we all today's day and age, everything is so fast paced. Um, it's go go go. Nobody gets enough rest. We're inundated with you know lots and lots of environmental stressors from toxins in the air, the toxins and and stuff in the water. I mean, the water is full of chlorine and fluoride. Um, the 80 plus 1000 chemicals that have been approved by the EPA to be in our land, air and water. Um these things are, are stressful. We're we're around electromagnetic fields all the time. We have, you know, electricity everywhere that can be a stressor on the system. And it may be just a small stressor, but day after day after day after day after day that sort of stuff adds up. I mean, you know, it's like it's like holding a an ink pen out to the out to the side. You know, you got your arm straight out to your side and you're holding an ink pen. Well, you may be able to hold it for a while, but you're not going to be able to hold it for a year straight. Your arm's going to finally give out. And that's exactly what we're talking about is, you know, these these types of stressors that can they can just be cumulative over time and and add up. So, that's that's what we're going to talk about today. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, we've we've talked on the show before about how things like diet with sugar um, if you' if your sugar regulation is off you can create thyroid problems and vice versa it goes back and forth it goes both ways we've talked about how you know gut dysfunction um, can can cause your thyroid to be out of balance and when we have thyroid dysfunction, we've talked on this show before as well, that 90% of people that have hypothyroidism actually have autoimmune hypothyroid or they have Hashimoto's. Um, and generally don't know it. Yeah, they have no clue. Right. And no one's it's t-
3: not usually tested for.
2: Right. No one no one looks at it. So, you know, uh, like Aaron said, we're going to talk about adrenal stress. I mean, you talk about blood sugar imbalances. Gut health and adrenal stress, I mean, those are the big three. That's the that's the three that are going to create right. big we've, problems. We've
3: touched on gut health before, and that's another one I think we're going to do an entire show on because there's so much that encompasses, yeah. um, that goes into how yeah. gut health is tied to thyroid issues. But that's we've kind of tried to break it down into different areas, and today we're going to focus specifically on stress. So, But keep a lookout for the gut health one, how gut health affects that your thyroid.
2: Right, right. So we with the adrenal glands. So the adrenal glands are two little walnut sized um, and shaped glands. They sit right on top of your kidneys. Uh, they secrete a bunch of hormones. They secrete things like, you know, examples, cortisol, epinephrine, um, norepinephrine. These, the adrenal glands help our body to regulate the stress response. So we have a stressor that happens to us and our body responds by secreting hormones to allow our body to biochemistry to alter to handle that stress that's coming at us. It's the fight or flight thing. That's a that's a real phenomenon that takes place. You get really scared and your body decides, okay, am I gonna fight for my life or am I going to flee for my life? Am I running for it? So it's a fight or flight um, response. And a lot of people a lot of people I think are in this chronic fight or flight situation and they don't even know that they're in it it's just right it becomes normal
3: after a while yeah
2: it's... exactly their, their body is just burning through nutrients it's it's literally burning the candle at both ends right and so I, we, we can talk more about that um if not later in this show um maybe we'll do a, another show where we where we discuss that um The fact that you know we're just constantly in this chronic fight or flight situation, right? And
3: well, we did do like four part series on adrenal
2: stress or adrenal fatigue, so we did. um, But I mean, I think a lot of people really want this information. Gauge, you know, gauging by the questions that we get, right? Exactly. Even though they listen to the show, they still have they they start to ask better questions, right? And that's what's even more exciting is we know that that our listeners are out there. And thank you guys for listening. Are The quality of the questions are getting better and better and better. That tells us two things. One, that you guys are out there engaged and listening and are paying attention and are able to formulate better questions. And two, the message is getting out there somewhere. And so we we're just excited to be able to give it to you.
3: And I think it's um, interesting because so many people, you know, talked about when we said what we were doing on the show. You know how it was going to be. You know, we're actually going to give them the information. In some respects, this is like a class. Um, Mm -hmm. We're actually going to talk about the science behind it. We are not salesmen. Um, (laughs) This is not. You know, that's not the purpose of this. Um, I know that a lot of. People, you know, do shows and are very motivational and I hope that that comes across, but that's not our purpose. Our purpose right. is to educate. And the fact that this has been so well received, I think, makes both of us really happy. Yeah, it's and fun. a lot of people are getting better because yeah. of it. So
2: and I like to teach. So it's like it's like I get to teach all over again. Yeah. <laughs> so all right. So back to the whole stress. Most everyone on the planet understands big obvious signs of stress having a schedule that you know you wake up in the morning and it's just go 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 and then you finally have to put yourself to bed at night because you're just you have too many things we all are familiar with that you know schedule type of stress um we're also familiar with traffic everyone hates traffic no one likes traffic everyone i mean we we see this all the time there's there's lots of frustration with traffic um and so that's another big stressor. Uh, financial issues are an enormous stressor. I mean, that's in fact that's one of the questions that we ask on our initial visit with with regard to stress. Financial stress is one of the big ones um, because there's nothing more stressful than you know knowing that you. You know, are in financial having financial issues, and you're trying to figure out where you're going to get that next dollar to do that next right. thing.
3: Right. I always say, you know, money won't make you happy, but a lack of money can make you extremely unhappy. That's, exact, that's true. <laughs> if you don't have enough money to pay your bills, it's devastating. That's true. So, that's yeah. true.
2: Um, another one is fighting with your spouse or your significant other.
3: Right. That just the strength of your relationships in general.
2: Yeah. If there's constant stress there. It's extremely, extremely difficult on everyone around. It's not just difficult on you. It's going to be difficult upon you know your loved ones and your friends that that see that sort of stress in you. Um, and then you know things like losing a job or starting a new job. Those are those are also big stresses. But
3: right, really any other emotional or psychological challenges that you know we all experience in daily
2: life. Right. But what about the things that are massive stressors on the system that you don't even think about? Things like your blood sugar going up and down—that's a huge stress to your to your system. Gut dysfunction—if your gut doesn't work properly and you're not able to digest, break down, and absorb and assimilate the foods that you're consuming and the nutrients that you're getting—that's a huge stressor. Uh, food intolerances, not being able to to uh, you know consume gluten—that's um, a that's a big deal. A chronic infection. Lots and lots of people are walking around with chronic infections, infections that they don't even know that they have. They can be hidden um, and different types of infections that are out there. And, excuse me, environmental toxins. We, I talked about those before with, you know, there's lots of chemicals that are in our land, air, and, and water. And those things are, in small doses over long periods of time, extremely stressful on the system. Not to mention, Autoimmune disease. We talk on this show a lot about autoimmune and we also talk a lot about inflammation. Um, you know, those are big, big stressors that just are continuous on the body. And so getting those things to the front of your brain to recognize that that's a, that that's a stressor, that's a, That's very important. Right. And a
3: lot of these things that you've talked about, I mean, people don't even know that they have. Right. So they're, you know, I mean, while we talked about the emotional, psychological things that could be causing stress, a lot of people will attribute everything to that stress when they think of stress and because they're not checking their blood sugar. They don't know if they have food sensitivities. They don't know if they have autoimmune conditions. Um, you know, I mean, so or, or home run imbalances. Right. They I have mean, no idea. Right. They're just those are things that, you know, most conventional doctors aren't testing for. And so if you don't even know that it's a problem, how can you possibly change it?
2: That's exactly right. If you're, if you're not able to test for it or you don't test for it, how are you going to know? Um, you know, in, in looking at how we practice, you know, with functional medicine, Adrenal stress, um, the impact on the adrenal system, uh, which obviously we've, we've basically just told you it affects every other system in the body, but that is one of the biggest things that we have to deal with as far as helping a person become well, right? So adrenal stress can show up in a lot of different ways that are very nonspecific, very nondescript um, they, you know, you can end up with all kinds of symptoms, simple things like fatigue, having headaches, your immune system being down a little bit so you catch every cough, cold and sniffle right. that comes along, having trouble sleeping, mood swings are right. another well, and big sleeping,
3: one. Sleeping, not only, you know, falling asleep, but difficult staying asleep, difficult oh, yeah, waking up in the morning. That's
2: right. Difficult waking up or you you have once you fall asleep you have a hard time staying asleep you wake up in the middle of the night two or three o'clock in the morning you're wide awake and you're awake for two or three hours and then you fall back asleep at five and know that you got to get up in 45 minutes to start your day (laughs) how stressful is that i know i'm speaking to a lot of people out there when i say that Um, and that's
3: not age so many people attribute that to age that is not an age thing That is
2: not an aging thing age, say that's just i'm getting older that's never an excuse so we got to take a quick break um, in the middle of all these symptoms. When we come back, we're going to finish up on some more of these symptoms and, and continue talking about uh, stress and adrenals and hypothyroidism. You're listening to Wellness 101.
0: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better
1: over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per
0: month with eligible trade-in when you switch.
1: LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com recommend today.
0: After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward.
2: We have change the theme song to nothing but a good time because this is nothing but a good time being on the on the air. Um, That's great. Um, sh- so shout out to Poison out there and all you Poison fans. I know there's tons of you out there. Right. I'm sure Poison is listening to us. Right <laughs> yeah, now. they are. Brett Michaels loves our show. He loves our show. He writes in all the time. Um, yeah. Thanks, Brett. Appreciate the, uh, the questions. Um, so today we're talking about um, ways that stress can cause hypothyroid symptoms. And right before the break. Um, we were talking about some of the common symptoms that are they're just diverse nonspecific things. We touched on fatigue um, we talked about headaches, um, decreased immunity, having trouble falling asleep, staying asleep um, some other things that that are symptoms are mood swings going from you know perfectly fine happy-go-lucky to you know, Anger, frustration, short-tempered—that sort of stuff is a can be a sign um, or a symptom that we've we've got some adrenal stress going on. Sugar and caffeine cravings; those are big ones. Um, you know, if you if you wake up in the morning and you have to have that coffee to get going every morning, or you have to have that you know energy drink to get you going, you likely have some some adrenal stress happening in your life. Um, Irritability and lightheadedness is another one. Um, if you're if you're in between meals and you get irritable, short tempered, or if you get super lightheaded because you missed a meal or you haven't eaten, um, another big sign that hey, adrenal glands maybe uh, maybe to blame here. Um, if e- eating to relieve fatigue, if if you have to eat to to you know n- not be so fatigued, um, dizziness when going from sit to sit. Um, To stand or from laying down to standing up. If you get dizzy doing that, that's another sign that your adrenals are are not happy. And then gastric ulcers, believe it or not. It's kind of a weird one out there. And a lot of people, I don't believe, associate gastric ulcers to adrenal stress. But that's a And certainly no medical
3: doctors do. So if you go in and have ulcers, you will never, they will never. Oh, they're going
2: to give you an antacid and kick you out the door. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> and then they're never going to take you off of it. And if you read the commercials or watch the commercials for it, it says, don't no, take these for longer than two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had someone in the office just the other day. Um, they've been on, uh, well, they're off, they're off of them now, but they had been put on uh, antacid medications, prescription antacid medications. They were on them for 15 years straight. You think we're going to have some digestive issues we've got to work on with this individual?
3: Well, and you know how I, where I stand on this, um, with so many of my friends who have put their babies on antacids, and they're told, you know, there's no side effects to this. Really? (laughs) I mean, have you not read any of the research? (laughs) That is so categorically false. It's ridiculous. Right.
2: right. That's that's what we deal with. Lots of people out there just categorically giving crappy information. Um, So, weak adrenals, they can basically cause hypothyroid symptoms without any problem in the thyroid gland itself. So, it's very interesting. You know, uh, there are a lot of people on thyroid medications that really don't need to be. Um, Right.
3: I mean, I think that is such an important point, because if it is your adrenals, treating the thyroid is not only, you know, unnecessary, it's also going to be ineffective. Right. You've got both because you have to address the adrenals themselves if you're going to improve the thyroid function.
2: Right. And if you don't, You're never going to get the thyroid to function right. You're going to be on meds. If you're, if you're out there taking meds and they're having to constantly increase your dose or change your dose because all your stuff's going all around, guess what? They're looking in the wrong box. They're looking in the wrong place. They're trying to treat the wrong problem. They're treating the wrong symptom, the wrong issue. Go somewhere else because they have no idea what in the world and they're doing. And
3: you're never going to feel okay. I mean, I think I always equate this to, you know, it was told to me a long time ago, that's like beating a dead horse. Like, that's what they're going to, I mean, you're going to have to keep increasing and you're never going to feel good. Right. I mean, it just, it isn't going to work. Right.
2: Yeah. It's. I mean, I've seen, we've seen some pretty high doses of uh, thyroid medications and, you know, then, and you know, then, The subsequent lab work that goes with that, we're just like, wait, this this dose of thyroid medication should equal this level of blood work. And things are wildly different what's going on with this and then we get the whole story of well i started out on this dose and then uh, you know a couple of months later they i went to this dose and here i have been you know all i've been doing is increasing my dosage every time that i see my doctor and i still feel horrible right i still can't sleep and i still you know i'm so tired i can't do anything and you know my my husband or my or my wife tells me that all i'm i'm just short tempered and i'm just I just bite everyone's head off all the time. I don't even see it. I don't even notice that it's happening. Yep. If this is you, we can help. And it's not age. It's it's (laughs) It's not age. You're not old. Um, Yeah, that's baffling. That's one that just really frustrates me. Um, So one of the things that the adrenal glands... One of the biggest indirect effects of adrenal glands is... What they have on thyroid function, through how we m- regulate blood sugar, this is a big one. The adrenal glands can help us regulate blood sugar, and thyroid you know helps us regulate blood sugar. And this indirect influence on the adrenal glands with thyroid and blood sugar is a huge player in this. You know, right?
3: Well, blood sugar imbalances can actually cause hypothyroid symptoms.
2: Correct. Yes. And, and it goes both ways. If blood sugar is too high, we can have hypothyroid symptoms. If blood sugar is too low, we can have hypothyroid symptoms. I know that may not make a lot of sense, but it's it's physiologically accurate. Right. They can. If you have high blood sugar, you're going to have low thyroid. And think about all the people that you know that are diabetic that are on a thyroid medication. Then on the flip side, think about all the people that have told you things like, "Well, my doctor says I'm hypoglycemic. Um, that's why I need thyroid medication." Well, now we just told you high blood sugar, low blood sugar, diabetes hypoglycemia, they're both on the thyroid medications it's because the blood sugar dysregulation that's taking place, their inability to handle their own blood sugars, is creating these symptoms that's making the doctors think, oh, it's a thyroid, when, in fact, it is not your thyroid. Right.
3: And that's an indirect effect. What we're going to get into now um, is how it. there's a direct effect of stress on that
2: to create hypothyroid symptoms. Right. And that direct effect... Is the influence on the hypothalamus-pituitary-adrenal axis? That's a, we've talked about the HPA axis on here um, several times. Um, did we talk about? Did we get into that on the in the adrenal? Did we go to in depth on that on the on the adrenal talk? I'm I'm not a hundred percent. I don't recall. Do you remember talking about that in depth, Aaron? I don't remember. I know
3: we've talked about the HPA axis before. I, have,
2: I just don't remember. I have too. We we'll have if we if we haven't gone in depth enough, we'll just bear with us. We'll get to it eventually. Um, but what the HPA axis is, it's this this very complex. Interaction. It's a, it's a symphony, really, between the hypothalamus, which is a which is an area in the brain, the pituitary gland, which is this little P-shaped um, gland just outside of the brain, and the adrenal glands. All of this stuff regulates things like, oh gosh, what does it do? It helps our body regulate uh, temperature. It helps to regulate our immune system. It helps to, uh, regulate digestion, um, mood. Um, Sexuality, energy usage, uh, these types of things. I mean, it's a, this is a big player. That's most every system in the body.
3: Right. Well, right. it also is um, involved in controlling your body's reaction to stress and trauma.
2: Right. Which is huge. Right. So this is just basically saying, okay, if you break your arm, your HPA axis goes crazy trying to help you with that physical trauma that took place to allow your body to heal and repair and fix itself, Right. That's that's what it does. There are tons and tons and tons of studies out there that show that when you have chronic adrenal stress, that causes a depression or decreased hypothalamic and pituitary function. So these are things in the in the brain, um, and the pituitary is part of the brain. It's just outside the blood brain barriers. Is all. Um, it's this little P shaped thing that just hangs down off the off the bottom side of the brain. You're talking about decreasing function in these key areas, and it's important because the hypothalamus makes all the releasing hormones. So it says, you know, we need the hypothalamus talks directly to the pituitary. So, like in the in the in the uh, res, with respect to thyroid, the hypothalamus secretes um, thyroid releasing hormone, and that TRH goes to the to the pituitary gland and causes the pituitary gland to release TSH or thyroid stimulating hormone it's a it's a hey i got to tell you what to do so then you can go tell the person that's actually doing the job to do its job that's what's going on there and so if those things are not functioning you're obviously going to have issues right so they they can suppress when these things aren't working Thyroid function overall can be suppressed. And then there. if we look at it, in, inflammatory cytokines, and I think we've talked about cytokines on this show before, cytokines are these things that allow the uh, cells to communicate with each other. It's how your cells communicate. They're, it's, they're part of your immune system and how your, your cells talk to each other. And if you look at cytokine things like um, interleukin-1, or interleukin six, um, tumor necrosis factor alpha. That's that's actually I think changed names, but they I I I everyone still knows it as tumor necrosis factor alpha. These are all things that are released when our body is under stress. So you break your arm, I can guarantee you your levels of interleukin-1, interleukin-6, and tumor necrosis factor alpha shot up, right? So they're released during the stress response, and they, what they do is they downregulate the HPA axis to reduce levels of thyroid-stimulating hormone. Why are they doing this? Because they're slowing down your metabolism for you to heal and repair, it makes perfect sense when you think about it. The problem is most people are stuck in this, right? They're stuck and they're not able to function the way that they're supposed to because this chronic long-term stress has suppressed the function of their hypothalamus and their pituitary and they're in this funk and they can't figure out why, to, how to get out of it. And so you could take literally all the thyroid meds on the planet. You could take – you can take – Levothyroxine, Synthroid, Throid, Naturethroid, Wellthroid, Armour Thyroid, pick one, right? Yes, I know about them all. They're not going to help. You can take Cytomel. It doesn't matter. That's T3. It doesn't matter. It's not going to fix your problem, and they can jump between brand and dose, and it's never going to fix it because the problem isn't actually your thyroid. It is your brain. Well, how was that for a rant? I, I don't I don't th- I don't even think I breathed there for a second. And that
3: was just number 1.
2: That was number 1. That was number 1. We've got three or four more to go. So, I get fired up about this because so many people come in and they've been mismanaged and they don't even know they're being mismanaged because they think they're doing the right things, but the boat was completely missed. They literally got on the wrong plane at the airport and they landed somewhere else. They don't even know where they are because they've been so mismanaged. So, We got to take another break. I need to get some oxygen um, and maybe a drink of water or two um, from that rant. Um, When we come back, we're going to continue on talking about other um, reasons that um, stress can cause hypothyroid symptoms. You're listening to Wellness 101.
1: Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out of market regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
2: Today we are talking about um, ways that stress can cause hypothyroid symptoms. And if you missed the last segment, you got to go back. I went on a rant, blacked out a little bit, just kind of started talking and went, all over the edge a little bit and uh but it's all accurate information so go back and check that out so we were we were just talking about how um how adrenal stress just disrupts the hpa axis another thing that this that stress does is that adrenal stress does is it reduces the conversion of t4 to t3 so t4 And T3 are actually the thyroid hormones that your that your thyroid makes. We make a lot of T4, we make a little bit of T3, and then we rely on our bodies and things, you know, organs to convert T4 into T3. Um, I mean, most of the thyroid hormone that's produced by the thyroid gland is actually T4, which is which isn't active. It is an inactive form of thyroid hormone, and it has to be converted into T3 before we can actually use it. And we talked about those inflammatory cytokines just a second ago, things like interleukin-1, interleukin-6, and tumor necrosis factor alpha. These things disrupt the HPA axis, but they also stop our body's ability to convert T4 into T3. There's an enzyme that allows your body to convert T4 into T3, and it's called 5' prime deiod- diadenase. Um, that's what allows the body to convert T4 into T3. You're cutting deiodinase means you're taking an iodine molecule off of that. So from T4 to T3, you're losing one. So you're deiodinizing um, that, that thyroid hormone. And, That's that's in in a nutshell. That's what's taking place. I mean, we can talk. I'm going to talk just a little bit more about what's what's going on there. But in a nutshell, that's it. You know, the the added bonus information is we have these things. um, We have T helper one and T helper two cytokines, and these things like like I said, interleukin six, um, tumor necrosis factor alpha, other things like interferon gamma, and um, then also interleukin one. they've all been shown in various studies that they can suppress the conversion of t4 into t3 right and so you have a patient that doesn't have thyroid problems as their levels of interleukin 6 go up their levels of serum t3 go down so there is an inverse relationship as we're more inflamed Thyroid function gets worse. Thyroid hormone gets worse. And if you have low T3, your body is going to think, hey, I don't have enough thyroid hormone. And your body will respond saying, hey, I don't have enough thyroid hormone. But And you could give it thyroid hormone until you're blue in the face. It's still not going to read things properly because these inflammatory cytokines are out there screwing up the whole mess. And until you affect the inflammatory process that's going on, you're not going to fix the issue. Again, where people miss the boat and they end up taking medicine, thyroid med after thyroid med after thyroid med and nothing works. And it's just that's just another one of those things. So that's about all I have to say on that one. We we can dive into that topic. I mean, there's a lot of information there on the inflammatory response and what's going on there um, with thyroid function. But switching to the next piece of this puzzle. The adrenal adrenal stress actually promotes autoimmunity because it it weakens our immune system's barriers or our immune barriers. We are we're born with things like the gastrointestinal tract, the lungs, the blood-brain barrier. These are and and even skin, but that's not we're talking about internal barriers. These barriers Um, are our primary immune barriers in the body. They prevent these foreign things from getting into places that they're not supposed to be, like in our bloodstream and into our brain, right? Adrenal stress causes these barriers to become weakened, right? So when that happens, our whole immune system is weakened. And I've said on this show before that the immune system runs the body, and it really, truly does. If If you have a poor immune system, you have a poor body right? That's just all there is to it. You can have a nervous system that doesn't function the way it's supposed to and still be better off because if you have a strong, healthy immune system. So adrenal stress weakens the barriers, weakens the immune system, and it forces the body to have very, very poor immune system regulation. So if you imagine a teeter-totter and your immune system is where you have a perfectly balanced teeter-totter, the exact same amount of weight on both ends, when it's imbalanced, you it's fluctuating. So one side's going up and down. The other side's going up and down in in, in reverse to that. That's not the way our body's supposed to function. We should be a nice, steady, even-keeled uh, teeter-totter all the time, right? That is a big, big piece of the puzzle. Aaron's looking at me like, yep, that's right. That's exactly right. So the... Another thing that happens is the adrenal stress. The adrenal stress can actually cause. How how does it break this down? I'm I'm trying to figure out exactly in my brain how I want to get this information out across to you with how it promotes autoimmunity. So basically, when your when your barriers your your immune barriers break down, we've talked about gut dysfunction and gut health. Um when when this stuff happens and we end up with things like leaky gut and we've talked about leaky gut on here the 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 proper medical term is intestinal dysbiosis, right? So when when this sort of stuff happens, th- molecules get through into our bloodstream that aren't supposed to be there and our immune system has to respond and our immune system responds by this pro-inflammatory, Thing And that's where we throw these, you know, we create and make and secrete these inflammatory cytokines, these things like interleukin-6 and tumor necrosis factor alpha and interleukin-1, and these numbers go up, so we're in this state of chronic inflammation, and our immune system is tagging these proteins that get through into our bloodstream that aren't supposed to be there. Our immune system is very good at recognizing what's supposed to be there and what's not. And when things aren't supposed to be there, they, our immune system tags it. Well, unfortunately, our, these proteins that get through, they, they begin to look like proteins in our own body they begin to look like proteins that make up our thyroid gland and so then your immune system's like wait we have this thing here in our blood that's not supposed to be here but it looks eerily similar to this thing over here that it's sitting there let's attack it too and that is how we trigger autoimmunity that's our immune system's like hey we see this protein and it looks this way and this other thing Protein, which happens to be thyroid tissue, um, we don't like it either. And so we're going to attack it as well. And now you have triggered autoimmunity and your whole immune system's haywire because all it is, it's super vigilant. It's trying to pay attention all the time. And for those of you who are parents out there, you can be super vigilant for a short period of time. You can be on edge. You can be talking and and doing things and and going on and on and on about you know what's what's happening you know am i am i you know alert but eventually you 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 have to rest and your system needs a break so and that's adrenal fatigue and that's adrenal fatigue that by the time you get there you're in stage 3 adrenal fatigue you're burnt out you need lots and lots of help right right the the being on edge that's more like stage 1 right yeah. so that's how that's how we end up with with this chronic stress weakening our immune barriers it just it's this constant fire that's going on underneath the surface that you don't even probably know is there. Now, another thing adrenal stress does is it causes thyroid hormone resistance. So in order for our bodies to actually be able to do anything with the with thyroid hormone, we it and for it to have a its its effect, it's it's to do the physio- physiological job that it's supposed to do. We got to activate the receptors on the cells. We have to be able to accept that hormone to say, okay, yeah, do your job here, right? These inflammatory cytokines, and we're talking a lot about inflammation here. If you're not getting the picture, um, these inflammatory cytokines suppress our body's ability to to for these receptor sites. So. It's kind of like how you can become insulin resistant. Your body creates all this, all this insulin. Your receptors on the cells are like, wait, there's way too much insulin out there. I'm gonna, you know, they either get beat up or they just go away because you have way too many. And you're like, I don't, I don't need all that. That's basically what's going on um, with the thyroid. You can become basically resistant. They become resistant to what's. You know what's going on, then the cells aren't answering their physiological call, and you have cellular dysfunction because you have this thyroid hormone resistance. I mean, it's, there's not any way to just say, okay, this is how we measure it, but it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen, right? So, all right, we got to take one more break. Um, when we come back, we're going to finish up by talking about how adrenal stress causes hormonal imbalances. You're listening to Wellness 101. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Today, if you've missed it, you've missed a, an interesting show on adrenal stress and how stress can cause hypothyroid symptoms. Um, right before the break, we were talking about um, how um, adrenal stress can can cause thyroid hormone resistance, and I just want to kind of finish that up a little bit. By we we talked about how it triggers autoimmunity and stuff like that, and I wanted an example of of this whole Um, adrenal stress and thyroid hormone resistance. So someone who comes in with Hashimoto's, or if you know anyone that has Hashimoto's, who is taking a thyroid replacement uh, hormone prescription, but yet they're still suffering from hypothyroid symptoms, regardless of the fact that they're They've had their medication changed over and over and over again. I've talked about that multiple times, just today's on today's shows. You know, they're jumping all around with these meds. They're missing the boat. Um, But what's happening in these patients is inflammation is depressing the thyroid receptor site, right? And so the sensitivity is off, and so that causes the the hypothyroid symptoms. Even though you go through and look at lab markers, things like TSH, T3, T4, they they may be normal. They may be apparently normal, but we're still creating these hypothyroid symptoms. This is how you can end up with all of these hypothyroid symptoms. You're, you're, the boat has been missed because they're looking in the wrong direction, right? So enough about that. So adrenal stress causing hormonal imbalances. This is another big one. So cortisol is a hormone that's, that's released by the adrenal glands during stress, right? That's part of the normal stress response. But if we have cortisol levels that have been elevated for long periods of time because we're under chronic amounts of stress, what this does is it decreases our liver's ability to get rid of estrogens from our body. Our our liver has thousands of jobs. One of them is to deal with estrogens. Um, When we have excess estrogen building up, then um, that messes up thyroid binding globulin, and this is the protein that thyroid hormone is attached to and is carried throughout the body. Thyroid binding globulin or TBG is like um, is like the ferry that carries or the barge that carries stuff through the river. That's how you move thyroid hormone through the body. And when thyroid hormone is bound to thyroid binding globulin, it's it's inactive. It's got to be cut away from this this carrier this carrier protein this thyroid binding globulin to become the free part of it before it can actually be used by this by the cell so these free things are when you look at your labs you look at free t3 or free t4 that's what you're looking at when when your thyroid binding globulin levels i mean we've had people bring in tons and tons of thyroid tests and they very very rarely has anyone ever ran thyroid binding globulin um but that's one of the pieces of the puzzle that has to be looked at because that gives you vital information. But when thyroid binding globulin is high, the percentage of three free thyroid hormones goes down. So you show up with these things all out of balance, and so that's a that's a problem. And then we also have, um, you know, the uh, the concept that you know a lot of women are the ones that are suffering from thyroid issues, well, when you have thyroid-binding thyroid, thyroid binding globulin gets all messed up because we have, in women's, a lot of secondary exposures to estrogens in things like um, birth control pills, right? Estrogen replacement therapy. So we have people that actually start bioidentical hormones or hormone replacement therapy, and next thing you know, their thyroid's all jacked up. And they can't figure out why or they're, you know, things aren't getting better. And so what what does the doctor do? They just say, oh, well, we didn't give you enough hormone and they give you more estrogen replacement. That makes zero sense. But we see it all the time. The boat was missed. They're looking in the wrong direction. It's just it's frustrating because it's you've got to look at the whole person when you're dealing with this. You can't just, you know, skirt around the edges. Right. You've got to know
3: that tricky thing about adrenal stress is it's almost
2: always caused at least in part by something else something else always it you know blood sugar being off being anemic you know you don't even have the ability to make your red blood cells the way you're supposed to um you you have food intolerances you're you don't have enough fatty acids in your body these are these are just nutritional deficiencies environmental toxins exposures things like lead mercury infections um lord only knows what else is in the water and air um and then you know like we've said before on the show chronic stress emotional um psychological stresses you know that that sort of stuff this long-term stress right is just, just our this... everyday
3: lives and that could be just you know having young children yes you know, i mean things that aren't necessarily bad but they are stressors on the body right
2: so how do we fix it how do you how do you help adrenal health um it's most of the time, adrenal health to get your adrenals back to functioning properly, you're going to need the help of someone in your system or in your in your team. Rather, um, you need a functional medicine practitioner that understands this, that can you know deal with the medications that you're on, um, alter them if need be, or add to them if need to be. Because sometimes that happens too. Because sometimes we have to have a crutch, right? We have to give you the ability to do certain things so you can actually function and operate well. Right. So some of these things are, are really, you know, you, you need a functional medicine practitioner in your corner. Um, but other things, some general guidelines, things that you can do, a- avoid or minimize stimulants. Right. Stay away from, you know, caffeine. And that'll be tough nicotine if you smoke. You got to cut that down.
3: You will be addicted at this point. I mean, to a large extent, if you've got these adrenal issues, Um, And here we are saying to avoid stimulants, a lot of you will be thinking, I can't, I won't make it through my day. Right. Um, But you've got to limit those in order for your body to start, you know, taking back, you know, over that process. So, you know, you don't rely on something outside of yourself like you are currently.
2: Right. Another thing that we've got to do is stabilize your blood sugar. That's extremely important. You've got to decrease the carb intake. Um, for the most part. Um, another big one is stress management and relaxation techniques. This is one of the most difficult things for people to do because it, it takes practice. People aren't good at just decreasing stress. I mean, me telling you to go home and and, and relax or you know manage your stress is, is literally like me telling you to go home and get taller. It doesn't work. You have to have tools and, and tips and tricks to be able to to do that um, and it takes work it takes practice um, have fun in life you know laugh jump around enjoy life don't always be go 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 right. sit back and relax have to and be enjoy that it
3: serious right and you know and you need to do that for your health
2: <laughs> yeah get things out of your diet that cause inflammation things that we know are very inflammatory things like refined flours high fructose corn syrup Seed oils, industrial seed oils, things like canola oil and 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 stuff like that. And if you
3: start looking, if you're eating packaged foods or if you're eating out, there is a lot of this in your diet right now.
2: Right, that's exactly right. And getting enough things, you know, a good healthy fats um, in your diet to allow for adequate levels of DHA and EPA. These sorts of things are can be great. There are other things out there you can do. Um, I'm not a huge fan of herbs. Um, they're, they're just way, if you've li- listened to the show for, for a long period of time, you know that I'm not the biggest fan of verbs. Um, most people use them way too long and they use way too high of a dose. But some of the herbal things that are out there that can help, they're very short term. Um, things like, Panax ginseng, Siberian ginseng, ashwagandha, holy basil, um, rhodiola. There, there are a lot of different things that can help you get over a really stressful period, but this isn't something you should be taking all day, every day, and that's how you're managing your stress is you're going to take an herb. That's like taking a drug for your thyroid when it's not the, it's not the lack of the drug that's causing the issue. You, you've got to make sure that you're paying attention to to what it is that you're doing. Pill for a problem doesn't work you know, for, for this sort of situation. So there's a lot of things that need to be involved. There's a lot of places that you can go for help. Find a functional medicine practitioner that can help you identify what's actually going on with your thyroid function and can actually help you. Someone that can deal with the medications that you're on, that knows and understands the, the pluses and minuses of the various forms of medications that you may be taking and can move you to a, a healthier form or a better thing for you right? That's what's really important. So that's about all the time we have for today. I hope you have found this show interesting and informative. Um, We try to put out as much information for you as as possible on this one. You know, adrenal stress is a big deal. And, you know, again, like I said, find someone um, that you can get on your team. I just completely lost my thought. I had another little (laughs) tidbit I was going to throw out there. But for more information, um, check out our website, theinstituteofnaturalhealth.com. Call us, 314-293-8123. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram. We're always putting stuff up there. Um, For Aaron, I'm Dr. TJ. This has been Wellness 101. Thanks for listening.